Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. I gotta tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're in Colorado, or in Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, or right here in sweet Virginia, sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $500 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, win bigger. And let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older and present in state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. I was flirting with just making up an award like that kind of signifies how thankful I am to be moving on to my next vocation because it's not fair that there are human beings like Kyler Murray out there. Like why would I want to play, how did I play football with people like that? Kyler Murray made me feel that way today. How was your weekend? Oh, bifurcated. What does that mean? I reckon most accurately. Split split, two very distinct parts of my weekend. The Who's? Oh, the Who's were part of Saturday, yeah. Saturday was uh, last day at the beach, and then Sunday was travel day. Yeah. And as you know, those can be tough. They can be tough, especially after you've had like a great time. There's a big emotional hangover after you spend a week at the beach. Credit to my in-laws, really did last day at the beach well. And then today began at uh, 545A. Mm. And uh, here we're coming up on uh, 12A, I reckon. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was uh, was part of the the job. It's good to see you're ready to to roll. Um, Hey, how was your weekend? My weekend was great. Obviously, the Who's kicking the dog shit out of somebody on TV. I think their foot is still in the Illini's ass collectively. Uh, We're averaging about 42 points a 42.5. Yeah, that's right right. there. Split the middle between 42 and 43. This is cool. This Brennan Armstrong guy, he looks like his arm got stronger. Jelani Woods. Jelani Woods. Number 067265. He's like a Gronk, but better. Yes. He's like a Gronk, but better. And this is without our other towering wide receiver. Lavelle Davis. Lavelle Davis, who's sidelined right now. So look out for the Who's. Also, beautiful. Beautiful to look at, right? Yeah, the who's? Yeah, who's Illini. But Illini went orange domes and then white on white. That leads me to my next question. Bevel Conway Award for this week, the the most vibrant, beautiful football scene that you saw on TV. Let me give you a few, but my winner is Texas and Arkansas. Texas and Arkansas, that Oklahoma-looking-ass Arkansas, but it was beautiful. It did look like Texas, Oklahoma. It's a good thing that was at night. In front of that jam-packed... I wonder why you're out of hospital bed uh, stadium in Arkansas. Uh, you know, don't mean to make light of it. Yeah, no, sure, no. But I reckon I did. But, sorry sorry you know, to make light of it, but here I go. Ongoing viral pandemic. 
Uh, that looked beautiful. Utah, yeah, well, I was Utah, at a concert BYU. this weekend. I was at a concert this weekend. Yeah? I'll get to that in a minute. Unmasked? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You needed a vaccination card to get in there. I was masked. Gosh, I love and, that. Yeah. And then the uh, Stanford Cardinal, I see whites at SC. Ooh. And then I got an NFL for you. Yeah. New Orleans, Green Bay. You liked that. I loved it, especially because New Orleans was at home. I hated that. On the grass. I hated that. It looked super weird. It did look weird, but New Orleans had the gold helmet, the gold pant, the white jersey, and then Green Bay was Green Bay. My son, Luke, who uh, alerted me today, much to Cowboy Reed's excitement that he's a Broncos fan. I'm a Broncos uh, and Waylon alerted me today that he is an Eagles and a Chargers fan. He's got a side team just mm. like that. Same mm-hmm. two teams, too. It's pretty awesome. But Reed was at the house, unsolicited, right, Reed? Unsolicited, and now all three teams are 1-0. I feel like every if there's two boys in a family, they should all like split up and take a different team in a division so that they can argue every time the Chargers and the Broncos play each other, for instance. I was like, guys, I got good news for you. You're going to get to argue a lot. Twice, Twice a year. year. Yeah. Jinx. I was a Broncos fan today too, so I'm also one and Yeah, so was I. We'll talk about gambling later for sure. But yeah, I mean like Bevel Conway, dude, for me was Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Okay. Gorgeous. I mean, it was just they were just nineties colors and it was great to see all those people back there in that stadium. Uh, but they had to keep the dildos in their pockets. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Buffalo. They waited a whole year for that. And then I saw them emptying the stadium with like, you know, they're down two scores driving. Guys, you ever heard of an onside kick? You just went through a viral pandemic. You got to go out to uh, the Still old going, the yeah. Buffalo game, and uh, you left early. I'm not throwing shade, but, you know, I was expecting pandemonium. I guess you were too from the offense there. We'll talk about that in a bit. I went to New York. That's what I was talking about. I went to New York to see my morning jacket. You did have to show your vaccination card to get in there. Real deal, Holyfield. There were masks, but it was outdoors, so I like not packed, so I could sit up high in the Coliseum. There, it was gorgeous. I bet you were. Oh, it was what? <laughs> way up high. Oh yeah, I was way up high. Yeah, you're just a, a peach to deal with after a big weekend like that. But I had a great time. The only thing about New York is, man, there's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah millions. I, I don't know that I'm going to be the same with big cities after the 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 pandy proper. You might have just said it. What was the venue? Uh, Forest Hills, the the tennis stadium. They were playing the U.S. Open. Oh, I don't know if you keep up Flushing with Flushing Meadows. Yeah, Flushing. But um, Djokovic couldn't get the triple crown. Ooh, Khan. Yeah, he couldn't uh, couldn't get the uh, whatever the hell we're calling it. Oh, you don't know? Grand Slam. Calendar yeah, yeah, yeah. year, Grand Slam. He Calendar just year. It. Yeah, yeah I just thought yeah, I'd, I'd catch you up on Golden Slam is what we were calling with the Olympics mixed in, but he couldn't do that either. Here's the thing about fucking New York to More me. More like Chokovich. Okay. Here's the thing about New York to me. Love the place, also struggle in the place. And I, I like I said, I don't think I realized how, how poorly I was going to adjust to crowds. Uh, and I did adjust poorly. And at night, you can't sleep. I mean, there's a guy on a motorcycle driving six straight hours outside, just revving that motherfucker up. But I'm in the, a room the size of a shoebox. is loud all night. I had a great weekend. My morning jacket was great. Uh, but crowds, yeah, it was more than I thought. It was more than I thought. Here's the kicker on the weekend, though, Make. I forgot my suitcase. <laughs> got to the airport up there uh, in New York and uh, walked out, got in the car, and I was like, is my suitcase in the car? Okay, on the way there. That's right. You land. I land. 
you get in the car yeah and then you arrive at your destination yeah and you say in the bag please so, yeah i'm like man I, I thought i had two bags i thought i had a backpack and a and a overnight like a you know a bag that you don't check a and carry it, on and then it was in your vehicle at the yeah, all my airport it. it was all, all my clothes and i had to go to urban outfitters like a 23 year old i was getting like vintage t-shirts that aren't really vintage and i went to lululemon and got you know just bought out all the size oh, 36 yeah. waist bullshit in the whole store Ooh, you packing on a few or no i'm losing them yeah okay. i was a fowdy before yeah i've lost four inches off my waist size but there's hey. a gain with that too hey did they play uh magita uh, good, good job. Yes, they did, dude. Of did, course they did. Did they play I'm Amazed? Uh, they did play I'm Amazed. I think that's my favorite first one. first night, yeah. Oh, did they play Believe? Uh, yeah, they play Believe. Okay. Yeah, Don Dante, too. What about first night. Wonderful? Wonderful? Uh, yeah, they played Wonderful. It okay, was awesome. four for four on my Spotify uh, yeah. MMJ yeah. list. They also covered, uh, they covered Al Green to perfection, I believe. But it was, a, it was a tour de force from a band that I haven't seen in multiple years. So I'm really excited to see they're out playing music again. And I did it with clothes I bought at... Uh, UO. Yeah. And which bag were your toiletries? Uh, in my backpack. So I was good. Okay. Yeah. Whole nine yards where in my were, backpack. Where were your drugs? In my backpack. Okay. <laughs> Everything was good. Everything <laughs> right. was good. My wife was Thank like... God. But you still have your drugs, right? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got my drugs. We're good. The real capper to the weekend, we pull out of the neighborhood tonight. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't planned, but we, we pull out one one in uh, front of the other. Mm -hmm. And dating back to high school, we um, if we see each other driving, we have to put on our hazards. Oh, yeah, yeah. We used to quote unquote roll hazards. So we were rolling hazards. And golly day, nothing can take me back to 17 quicker than seeing you on the road because <laughs> it's like it's like a game of chicken who's going to turn them off who's going to turn them off first so we went a good mile About a mile and a half yeah. i'd say with the hazard lights on like we were 17 years old and nobody turned them off we went our separate ways yes i did take a different route because you bitched up on the on the on the hazards i didn't bitch up i didn't bitch up that's the route i take to get downtown i was testing you to see if you'd correct me we shouldn't say bitch up oh really yeah you misogynist pig you want to say hello I'm the father of a well that's, that's Asheville, Alabama. Oh, you have a daughter. I have a you Hello. Know. No E on that Ash, folks. That's, birthplace. Yeah. Birthplace of John Green. Ooh, John Green, Jacksonville State. Head coach of the Gamecocks of Jacksonville State. All I know is I was partying Saturday night, and so football Saturday night was not on my brain. Like, although the gambling was going really well, and we'll talk about that later at the tail end of the show, along with fantasy. I don't know if you could look, but I can't get into my fantasy football team right now. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm locked out. I don't have the password. I don't have the email. I've only access to two of my four fantasy teams. And in the one, Are you being serious? I'm dead serious. Can you look at Seville Fantasy uh, Gentlemen's no, League? No, I've real looked quick? at it. I can just tell you. I don't even Am I doing all right? Yeah, you're going to like lead the league in points this week. No shit. I think your bench might beat my team. <laughs> Maybe I should set my lineup less. But, we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll go. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get there. We'll, we'll, we we'll will. Be there. But we'll be there. Mostert, Judy, the Gus Bus. I mean, all. Uh, yeah, oh, my we team's didn't talk are, about that. My Gus team's bus. for sale. We totally. We totally tried to call you after Gus Edwards got hurt to just check on you the other day, and you screened our call. I wasn't called. I was texted. You, I, uh, no, we. You missed a FaceTime yeah, in a yeah, in yeah, a normal yeah, call. Yeah. Oh, really? Me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Indeed. I don't know about, about that. No, no, there's after multiple, after show no, there's the show multiple finished. people in here okay. that saw. The, All right, I was Cowboy parenting. Was, my bad. Yeah. Oh, the got a parenting daughter. Thing. Yep. Thank you. My All bad. Good. Hey, no. What else? All good. All good. 
teach them well is what they say you know that's right you can't teach them well if i'm talking about the gus bus on a podcast yeah they also say i could be in trouble pick up the phone yeah you don't know what what i was going hey in-laws i know i just disappeared for four hours to record a podcast in the basement but this running back got hurt so i'm gonna have to go back down to the basement Nice seeing y'all for eight minutes. Yeah, well, it takes it takes some fucking effort to clear redacted cash dollars every year. It's not like you. you, you who do you think you are? I. Um, hey, in-laws. Uh, the Ravens just signed Le'Veon Bell, and they're talking to Latavius Murray. So I'm gonna need to go. You know what you over. should do? You should put your fucking foot down and pick up the phone when your friends call if you're at your in-laws' house. If they have a problem with that, maybe they're not that nice to you. Hey, in-laws, uh, Justice Hill just got another MRI on his Achilles. Maybe I talked to my so in-laws about baseball. Uh-huh. Big Joe's a Phillies fan. I talked to my in-laws about fantasy football. I started a league. Did you start a league for your in-laws? That's the whole point, though. I needed to put in the FaceTime with the in-laws, not go back down to the basement to talk about the the burning dumpster that is my fantasy football Well, team. it's bad. I'm sorry about Gus Edwards, and I'm Thank sorry you. to my dad if he's listening about uh, Austin Eckler. Although, actually, today he was healthy. He was fine. He was fine today. Yeah. He, he was fine. He was productive. He caught the first uh, over the Sunday games. He was very productive. He was very productive, but for a day or two, it was touch and go. My dad auto-drafted Austin Eckler. He was like, what the fuck is this? We can- I was like, let me explain, dude. It's, it's, it's a good thing to have Austin Eckler. Oh, he's hurt. Sorry, man. I made a tweet. Yeah? Tennis. Four greater than signs. Yeah, yeah. Football. Yeah. And then with a eh, emoji, you know, yeah. like ooh. yeah, like eh, maybe I shouldn't say that. Yeah, the people didn't really like it. But golly day, even after a great product that the NFL put out on Thursday night, just penalty laden, just just Zeke. It at was a two point two yards. It a carry. was kind of a piss poor game to watch as people were trying to pretend that it was really clean and fun. Well, we knew it wasn't clean, but it wasn't. And then and then you bounce over to Queens, the U.S. Open. Oh, you're a, damn right. A lovely spectator sport. Yeah, I was there. I don't know how they do they do concerts and tennis at the same time. Real quick before we move on to layup line here, what'd you think of the Rams unis and the end zone? Right now, that game is on. Our right now, your last night. Rams unis, ten out of ten. End zone's a little try hard, maybe yeah. five out of ten. Yeah, but it's still. I mean, it pops. You that like the end pops. zones? I don't like the end zone as much as I like the unis. Yeah. But I wanted to, to get your opinion. Here's the other one I wanted your opinion on: the uh, the Bengals unis uh, debuting on a Sunday, uh, on, a, just, on a real Sunday. Just very strong. I yeah. wish they. I wish we could put them on some natural grass. Yeah, yeah, that would help. Oh my goodness! But yeah, eight out of ten. I mean, such an improvement. It's hard to look good in that stadium. PFT commenter of Pardon My Take, I'm told, said love is love on uh, their last podcast. So did like a million people. Um, Cease and desist. Seek legal counsel. Seek legal advice. PFT commenter. Thank you. My, my entertainment attorney is redacted. You can reach him at redacted at redacted.com. I don't think they listen to this podcast to be well, honest. I don't, well, I don't listen to yours, so I cannot <laughs> confirm nor deny whether you said it, but I'm told you said it. Layup line. I'm going miss you by the Rolling Stones, and I'm just going miss you by the Rolling Stones because I think that the, the Titans miss Arthur Smith. Now, I don't know that, that, it, that it means that the, the Falcons are going to win a Super Bowl, obviously. I can light that fucking playoff pick on fire. I just threw that one in there. It was a total. I get one Detroit every year. I think it's going to be Atlanta this year. But I can tell you, Tennessee, 
did not look good. They, their stars did not look like stars. And honestly, they look slow. Like they, they were a fast physical team last year. And I thought today would go a lot differently from a standpoint of styles. Uh, hey, I said it. Derrick Henry was going to have a big day. I've underestimated the Cardinals' defense, or at least their readiness when it came to tackling and disrupting that offense uh, today. So a great start for uh, for the Cardinals, but I'm thinking in Tennessee they're missing Arthur Smith. They're going to have to write a, a, a sad country song about that motherfucker. Isaiah Simmons, the Clemson kid, yeah, who we saw yeah. up close and. Yeah. Who I, who I looked up at. We were on the sidelines for the AC championship. He walked by, and I hadn't watched them a ton that, that year. And I, I was just like, "Who the fuck is that? The the yeah. guy who lines up, you know, in the middle of the field sometimes." Athlete, ATH leads, leads AZ in tackles today. Uh, second was Buda Baker. Third was Chandler Jones. Might hear from him later in the program. Oh yeah. Now, Derrick Henry, three point four yards per carry. Is this okay? We've reached that mark. We finally fall off the cliff, or we need to pump the brakes. Week I, one. I, I don't know. I just would, and this is a perfect time to say it. I don't want to overreact to anything today. So try to keep me on task, not overreacting, guys. If you hear me doing it, just raise your hand. I mean, you know, we're going to talk about the blowout uh, down there in Jacksonville uh, with the the Saints emblem at mid midfield. Uh, you know, we we see all types of crazy shit every year week one and people will jump out of the gym for teams and players and i'm not going to do it especially considering like the, the the game i just mentioned the team that won the super bowl last year the tampa bay buccaneers you know what they lost to the saints uh by a score of last year 38 to 3. yeah now i turned the game off today at 38 to 3. so all i'm saying is take from it what you will but take it with a grain of salt things are going to change I'm sure of one thing. What? Giants are bad. Yeah, you can be sure of that, and we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> um, housekeeping here. We got we got injuries already, dude. We got injuries already. I hate that. Every year, you know, like guys bust their ass to get to get out there um, to be healthy. I mean, you're talking about a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick who's got a you know dislocated hip or something like that, which I, I hear is very painful, um, as you could probably imagine. Makai Becton sounds like he dodged a bullet. Um, you know, it's an MCL, which is still very tough for a guy of his size, especially a big man who changes direction like him. He's not a guard. He's a tackle. He's a dancing bear. I mean, these knee injuries are tough for these guys, especially on a team that plays on turf. And so, like, whenever he comes back, I just hope he's ready and he's right because nobody's in a rush in New York, as you can see. Wishing you well, hoping you get back soon, Makai Becton. And that's bad news for Zach Wilson. But we just talked about it. Fitzy got hurt today. Taylor Heineke going to try to make the football team great again. Remember when he was going to be Tony Romo mm-hmm. uh, last year against the Bucks in the playoffs? Yeah, today I didn't get that same vibe. Nah, although... 11 to 15 for 122 and a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, that's not like fucking explosive offense. How many points did he score? That's right. That's um, right. Not enough. Not enough, dude. I mean, that game was fugly. And here's the thing if you talk about that front, and I've been cri- not critical of the front, I've been realistic at times about the front. Like, you have to hit a Justin Herbert, you have to affect him if you're going to win football games like that. You cannot be the Washington football team and not win with your D-line. You're not going to win games if you don't perform up front. And that's unfair for a D-line like that. 
But that's the way it is. Heavy is the head that wears the crown, and you got to hit this guy. Chargers 14 of 19 on third down. That's bad. That's bad, especially because when third down comes, that's when we we make our money, and that's when it becomes like a feeding frenzy. And these guys uh, didn't quite get to Justin Herbert today. So, you know, like earlier, uh, a week ago, I said, hey, the Chargers, by virtue of changing coaching staffs and all that stuff, and Anthony Lynn uh, departing, uh, last offseason, that they were going to be winning more games because they weren't going to make stupid mistakes. They made stupid mistakes today. I think they they fumbled, backed up. I think they threw a red zone pick. Um, you know, like these are mistakes you don't overcome on the road. That's why I feel pretty good about this team. <laughs> the things that we said they'd improve uh, based upon them getting rid of, they didn't get rid of, and they still beat a very good Washington football team. So what happens with our guy? No idea. It might be surgery. I'm sure by the time this podcast comes out, we'll know more about Ryan Fitzpatrick. But you, you just got to feel terrible for a dude like that because, as we've talked about, year 17, you know, never been to the playoffs. This looks like a shoe-in opportunity for him, especially with the new wild card format that he was going to finally see the playoffs. And he probably still has that chance, but it's not going according to plan, and uh, I'm hoping he gets back soon. You know what the worst part about that game was? Mm. the sewage cascading down over the upper deck onto unsuspecting Washington football fans. I mean, there was poop water actually falling on people who paid good money <laughs> to spend the afternoon in the shittiest NFL stadium yeah. on earth. This well, cements it. Yeah. This cements it. And it's cement is the right word because there is more cement in that stadium. That looks like a one of the stadiums that, that somebody you know, the program played against, you know, the team from the program played against, what was the name of that team in the program? I don't watch film. That's Eastern State University. It's rightfully that stadium too, like 50 miles away from anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Landover? They've changed it a couple of times. I think they go with Landover now. It was Hyattsville, I they think, got a for a little while. Miami Garden situation. John, yeah, yeah. very much a Miami Garden situation. <laughs> Miami Garden situation. I don't know why it's there. I don't know why they don't knock it down and make a new one. There is poop water coming out of the pipes there. I saw you win a couple games there. No offense, your yeah, teams no. weren't Our teams were cheeks. fire. Our yeah. teams were cheeks. But it's just ugly. It's got no fucking character. It's just like a, a movie extra of a stadium. And there's poop coming out. So this is the sign from God that we need a new stadium in Washington. Just start over. New team name, new stadium. Call God. Call God. Call him. Who else got hurt today, Reed? You had Jerry Judy, high ankle sprain, uh, x-rays are negative, um, but I love my Broncos. I know. And I think he's going to be okay. It's a bummer. Well, uh, I, like, Go uh, ahead, Reed. How many weeks? Yeah. And how many weeks will he be okay? Six. Six to eight. Six to eight? It's a yes. high ankle sprain, dude. Those things are fucking gnarly. But Macon, you saw it firsthand today. Athlete. We have quite the wide receiving core. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So we'll yeah, be yeah. all right. KJ yeah, Hamler. Hamler's got to step up. So six to eight weeks. Yeah. Second half of the fantasy season. Yeah. I would like to right now offer you Jerry Judy. No, I'm good. And a $20 bill for Tyler Lockett. I'm good. Long hair, don't care. I'm good, bro. I'm good. I got four fantasy teams. I'm up multiple units on the day. Spoiler alert. Like, things are good. I don't need Jerry Judy. I don't need him. He's in a walking boot right now. I love the kid. Sounds like it. Yeah, I do love the kid. 
I mean, and how did he hurt it? Did he get bent up getting tackled or was it non-contact? That's right. He got bent up getting tackled, that. caught a pass, yeah. had two or three guys on yeah. his back. And got swarming New York It's amazing that he runs routes as explosively and laterally and suddenly. I mean, his footwork is insanely explosive and bendy. How could he not hurt himself doing that? I was almost sure it was non-contact the way he runs routes. Six for 72 on seven targets for Judy before he went out. Good eye by you. Just yeah. bad luck. Bad luck. But the Broncos, what happened in that game, Reed? They, they took it to, uh, to, to Macon's Giants. To the G-men, we got a little dub over here. Uh, we played well. We had a couple red zone turnovers. We. Um, yeah, no. He's on the yeah. team. Yeah. Go ahead. But, you know, my hope's up. I'm sure it'll come crashing down here pretty soon. But Is that the Broncos minute? With the Cowboys? No, it's like a Broncos 15 seconds. I like it, though. Hey, the Broncos made me some money today, and uh, your guys are 6-10 and 10 is looks unlikely. Well, especially with a 17-game schedule. 6-11 and 11 looks unlikely. I went 4-13 and 13 on, our, on our preview pod, tied for the worst record in the league, which looking pretty good. Yeah. I mean, we got Heineke on, on Thursday night, so that, that unfortunately could be a dub. But hey, number one pick. Y'all find a way to fuck it up. No doubt. We I want to shout out uh, Maya Shaka, first uh, African-American female referee in the NFL. She officiated uh, the Jets game, so trial by fire. Uh, God bless her for that, and uh, that's awesome. I think that's great. I mean, we've had Sarah Thomas on here. Uh, Sarah Thomas has made a lot of history. Maya Shaka is making history. Uh, that's awesome. That's great. Twitter. We got our shit together, okay? We got a, a real handle, reflective of the name of the podcast. Guys, we did it. Applaud. And now go follow us, at Greenlight. Twitter is at Greenlight. We also have a new YouTube channel name as well, Greenlight Tube. Hope you guys like that. Get down there fast. All kinds of bodies around him. He gets rid of it, and it's intercepted. To ice the game, Mike Hughes. Kansas City, Cleveland. That was the big showdown today. Listen, what does it mean? I think more than anything, it means that, that Cleveland feels legitimate. Like, Cleveland feels dangerous. I don't know, was that Baker that said he woke up feeling dangerous? I mean, I don't think he realized he wasn't dangerous when he used to say that. They're dangerous now. So I don't know what he feels like when he wakes up on Sundays, but that was without Odell. They're powerful they're physical. Um, you know, I think Kansas City is going to have to score a lot of points this year. That's that's no secret. I think Kansas City has been very good defensively, but in stretches. And maybe they can go on one of those runs this year and build towards that. But they're regressing to the mean a little bit, especially with uh, Honey Badger out. So Cleveland more physical earlier. Uh, and then late, it just became a thing where Mahomes is, he's Jason. I mean, he's like he's sneaking up behind you with a kitchen knife and like he's he, he doesn't have to speed up. Uh, I'd almost rather be tied with them the whole game than up. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd rather, you know, like be down a field goal, hanging in there in phase than being up and having them chase you. Mahomes is now seven and four as the starting quarterback when he's down double digits in the first half. Which is an insane stat. It's an insane stat. And he wasn't even perfect today. A lot of the the, the big plays they made, um, his playmakers came back to the ball and, and 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 adjusted, and it wasn't perfect. And there are issues that 
late in the game on a third down that was pretty pivotal or could have been very pivotal. I mean, it's hard to get these guys off the field. One of the biggest risks to them getting off the field is Mahomes drifting in the pocket. I mean, there was a there was a clowny uh, Garrett, Garrett. Uh, you know, sandwich there on uh, on Mahomes, and that didn't look like it felt very good. Well, that wasn't the offensive line's fault, you know. And I think he knows that. I mean, sometimes you got to take those chances and drift a little bit to make the plays he makes. But you know, those are the things that maybe could pose a threat to them. You know, um, the protection's better. But I've said this before, Mahomes got to protect himself too. Here's why they're great though. Not just Mahomes being literally a serial killer. Like, and I mean that as a as a compliment. He's Michael Jordan. And you mean that figuratively. Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. Because he's not literally killing people serially. No, but there's a band called The Killers. They're not, they don't kill people. That's right. So, I mean, anyways. I, I just feel like it's not just the killer instinct that he has, figuratively speaking. It's also that they have leadership, they have playmakers, they have now a, like a soul, an identity. Like when a team has won and been the places they've been, it hardens that team. And I think today was like a perfect gut check for them out of the gate because they were down. Um, they were getting the ball just run up their ass, figuratively. <laughs> um, Chris Jones stepped up. You know, Juan Thornhill stepped up. Yeah. Third and six late, making a big play. Sorensen stepped up. A guy who's just constantly like the the classic. That guy's really involved in a team I watch play all the time. And maybe he's not the most celebrated pl- player, but he's very important to that team. You know, that Baker burn that turned into a, a game-sealing pick, Sorensen's the guy who comes in and clips his ankle. And you can say what you want about Baker's decision-making. It has to be better uh, in that situation. But Kansas City also did a lot of good things late, especially defensively stepping up and stopping the bleeding figuratively. Chris Jones lining up a defensive end is a big deal, dude. It is literally a big deal. That When Kyle told me over camp, I was like, hey, who, who rushes for them? He was like, oh, they, they kick Chris Jones out. I'm like, do they kick him out to defensive end? And it makes perfect sense, dude. I mean, he, I, I don't throw the Reggie White name around. But from a mismatch physicality standpoint, let me back up. He's not Reggie White, but what I am saying is that when you put a big body out there that can really run and who's long and who can hump people figuratively, hump people, push them by, you know, Vita Vey the other night was out there on Thursday night battling with uh, Tyron Smith. And the hump move, I mean, we saw that multiple times in, in that game with Vita. Chris Jones at defensive end is a fucking problem. You get out there right end and Hubbard's standing there and Hubbard weighs about 290 soaking wet. Chris Jones is like all of 320, I would imagine, and and's twitchy. And he's out there. Tackles don't like that. You so talk, I'm excited about that. You talk about his speed. Do you recall his uh, 40-yard dash at the combine? Uh, I think his dick fell out. <laughs> <laughs> Did his dick fall That's out? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it, you really can't get to his 40 time because it was it's a just blur. all it was a blur, a malfunction. I just want to see the guy run, okay? Um, but anyways, Chris Jones is going to be uh, is going to be Chris Jones this year, and that's good news for them. And they get they get Honey Badger back. But that division, I cannot wait to see all grown up Justin Herbert and that Chargers team now coached by Brandon Staley in those two showdowns with Kansas City. 
Broncos are going to be stable. I'm not saying they're going to beat the, the Chiefs. Sorry, Reed, they can't keep up. You probably know that. I mean, you've seen this movie, but they're stable. The Raiders, they have offensive upside. The defense has to improve with Gus Bradley, right? Has to. Um, just by virtue of them making a change, they're going to improve. That division is going to be a lot of fun. So Baker's got to make better decisions, but they will see them again. Like, this is a, a matchup that we will remember, and this matchup could turn into a little bit of one of these rivalries, uh, which I love. Um, unlike Dak and the Bucks, who Dak was like, and God bless Dak because he's a fucking hell of a player. He's not the problem in Dallas. He was like, Brady, I'll see you again. And Brady was like, okay, bud. All right, pal. <laughs> Baker can say this to Pat, and that's not to say that they're equals, but I'm saying the teams are... There should be a trilogy here. From the telecast, Mahomes 11-0 in September, 35 touchdowns, zero picks in his career in September. Chargers are at Arrowhead week three, so you won't have to wait long for that one. Oh, it's going to be great. That's going to be great. And, you know, a house divided, huh? You know, in the AFC West, the two, my two-year-old, he likes the Broncos, and uh, my five-year-old, he likes the Chargers. That's his side team. So, it, And your dad likes those Raiders. That's weird. Yeah. It's really weird. And my brother's on the Chiefs. Wow. You see what I'm saying? A little Freaky Friday. It so. is Freaky Friday. Hey, that shove, we haven't talked about it. The shove seen around the world, okay? The, the, the culprits involved, Ronnie Harrison and Greg Lewis, if you saw it on the sideline, uh, there was a scrum, there was a little extracurricular, uh, safety Ronnie Harrison from the Browns, uh, is attempting to get up and then finds himself getting shoved by a coach and then shoves the fuck out of the coach. <laughs> but that's what happens. I mean, as a professional athlete, professional athlete shoves are like seven times a normal guy shove at least. Anyways, what do you make of that? Because it seemed to be a pretty 50, 50 discussion online. Well, my guy, the coach, who's trying to get away jerseys off his 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 guy, I mean, he comes hard in the paint. That's what I I'm mean, saying. He goes like, yeah, it's it's not an uppercut. It's like a little shiver, it's but a it's, it's going shiver. up. It's a fucking it's a fucking Conrad Dobler, and it's he's trying to lift homeboy up. I saw the safety getting up. I saw the back's knee. Kind of like when you rock back to get up or you know extend for somebody to help you up. The Chiefs ball carrier's knee was in the way. The only thing I'm not positive about is was you know Ronnie Harrison putting a little English on that step over as he grazed Buddy's knee. But from there, what happened was what happened was the Chiefs lineman pushes 33 into his friend and 33's foot ends up on his friend's chest and that's when the coach comes over and decides to be a fucking you know a bouncer at a club and i don't think he's in the wrong either in intent because he's looking at his ball carrier by the way he's a running backs coach his running back is on the ground the safety's foot's in his chest but little does he know it's not the safety's fault so it's a big misunderstanding but the reaction is wrong because of course we come after the player and all i have to say is Right, wrong, or indifferent. If a coach shoves a player, a player should be able to shove the coach back. I agree with you. Double flags, bro. I agree with you. I'm on Ronnie Harrison's side as far as like, I don't think it was that egregious. And Greg Lewis, I don't even think he was that wrong. I just think it was a big misunderstanding. And the funniest part about it was Dr. Fax was over at the house watching the games. And Fax had taken this Fax nap. 
through like much of the the early part of the four PMs, like like out. Like Dr. Fax is comatose, okay? He missed his lines coming back. He missed he, the overtime he game. He had all these parlays he's gonna tell us about later <laughs> that he bet with the WinBet app. He wakes up, he goes, Man, check this out. We've been talking about the shove for thirty minutes, bro. <laughs> right over his head, in front of him, there's 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 conversations going on every which way about the shove. My man wakes up like Rip Van Winkle and he's like, Check this shit out. This shit's going viral. Y'all should talk about this tonight. And yet he, he, he comes with, with facts. You know, yeah, he's, he's, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He might be late. He might be late, but he's not wrong. He's not wrong. There were a lot of QB swaps. Like, like there were good games. Like the Cleveland-Kansas um, City game was obviously a marquee, hey, we're going to see this in the playoffs type game. Same thing with maybe a playoff preview if the Steelers can actually get there with the Bills. I mean, again, they've gone back and forth over the last couple years a couple times. There were some uninteresting games on paper that were boosted by these kind of quarterback storylines, you know, like Darnold and Wilson. It's kind of like, uh, you know, Darnold playing his old team and two shifts passing in the night and, you know, Darnold's looking at Wilson at the handshake after like, oh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you see how different it is like elsewhere? And that's the thing. As we evaluate these quarterbacks, whether it's Trevor Lawrence or, you know, it could be a veteran like Cam Newton, or it could be any player in the NFL, really, any position group. We do not take enough stock in the context in which that player is performing. And I got to say, Darnold looked very good today. He looked very good today, as expected, because I think that offense is, is efficient and productive. And if you're the Panthers, you know, you you really are probably happy with what you saw today. He was hitting people in the short game, um, which is, I mean, it seems like like an effortless thing. It seems like a thing that's not a skill, but running the short game with efficiency and with quickness and getting the ball out and knowing where to go with it, I'm not trying to pump his tires for no reason. I, I really do mean it. He looked good doing that, and he also looked good hitting guys down the seam in the middle of the field. He looked quick. I think he ran for a touchdown. So it's a good start. It is the Jets, but it's a good start for Sam Darnold in Carolina. And for Zach Wilson, he's he's resilient, if nothing else. I mean, like, early on, he looks like shit. He plays better late. And that's, uh, I believe, after the Becton injury. Um, so there's a lot going on for this kid. But at least in New York now, you know you have, like, it's not a rudderless ship. Three running backs, 17 carries, 45 yards. That's 2.6 yards a carry for... For Zach Wilson. Oh, it's not good. No. It's not good. And if you're the Panthers, maybe you're looking at this thing and going, huh, we needed Sam Darnold to like look like Joe Montana, and we needed to fucking switch two linebackers numbers like a day or two before the game to to trick dick the Jets to beat the Jets, dude. Like, so I don't know that either of these teams are going places, but I do think it's a positive when when you look at Darnold. And if nothing else, I mean, Zach Wilson didn't look like a dumpster fire, you know? And that's a tough setting not to look like a dumpster fire. I'm not giving him an award for not looking like a dumpster fire, but not bad. And entertaining for a game that probably three people were watching and they all lived in, like, Queens. A lot of Jets and Mets fans up in Queens. By the way, I was up there, obviously it's 9-11. What an atmosphere up there. I mean, somber but you know, people were there in force for you know Mets Yankees. They were there in force for this concert. Uh, the city was buzzing, and when you in the Forest Hill Stadium, 
and you climb up to the top where I was sitting, I did post on Instagram. Like I never know what to do with a with a nine eleven post. Like it's it's a tricky situation, um, you know, because you're like, what do you say? Like why do why do I need to say something? Like what could I say to actually make things better? But I found the perfect picture because when you're sitting up top of that stadium and you look back in the city and you look at the twin towers like kind of memorial with the lights i mean it's one of the most gorgeous and powerful things that you could see um what a resilient city and jets and mets fans you kind of have my heart no offense to the giants i enjoyed queens none taken i was going quickly i thought that was a stock photograph that you posted no 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 no. i found that's That's a real pick real af so shout out to queen shout out to the jets and mets contingency i met a few of them at this beer garden which was of course outdoors and everybody was like double vaxxed and double masked and all that stuff and good the yeah, straws. yeah yeah and i, I was uh, suffocating inside of a, 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 a trash bag just to be safe okay but yeah shout out to jets and mets fans tua and mac more afc east this was fun and i want to say this outright you know i haven't been like incredibly high on tua i really like him as a kid i got nothing against him i think he's a good player but I don't think he's as explosive athletically as people think to be as pedestrian as he is in the passing game. And I'm, I'm saying that respectfully. He is young. It's year two. He could improve. But I do see a ceiling when it comes to him. And when I see Mac, I, don't, I, I see a ceiling physically, but I don't see a ceiling for that program in a weird way because I, I do believe, as I said last week, you're going to be able to pay people around him. He's on a rookie deal. You've got Josh. You've got Bill. Like He looked really good, and I think Mac Jones ends up being a better quarterback than Tua in the NFL, which I know is not a hot, hot take. I'm willing to say it, and you can hold me to that, but I do think he looked very good. Mostly looked calm, other than the time he totally forgot he was facing backwards, his own end zone, and Mac spiked the ball. Uh, and it was a backwards pass. We were watching on TV. It looked so bizarre. We didn't know if he made a mistake or not. We were like, hold on. I just don't see guys doing that. But after that moment, he really settled in. And he was critical of himself in the post game. but I thought he looked good. And it's gotten to the point now with Tua where you've got guys like J.C. Jackson talking about him throwing picks and he's going to throw us one and that sort of thing. That's not a good in-division rep to have uh, if guys are willing to say it out loud. So I think he's got some battling to do Tua does or else we'll start seeing that hot hand stuff jacoby came in for a sneak and i was like uh oh are we doing this again and then damian harris with a with a hollow man um entry but he's not going to win the award fumbling yeah cardinal sin in new england johnu smith fumbled too but he he flipped like a fucking helicopter i don't even think bill blames johnu smith didn't didn't uh, Ramondre Stevenson fumble as well? I mean, I believe they turned the ball several. over several times. So yeah. I really hope Bill and John who get along. Those are two guys I really want to get along because I think they're going to use him in a ton of really creative, fun ways. But the Damian Harris fumble was tough. It's good to see Van Noy and Hightower back out there having fun. Hightower back out there for the first time in two years. Um, he'll shake the rust off. You know, Van Noy made a play or two. Um, and those are very personal plays for him, having been in Miami last year, the way it ended. So fun to watch the Pats. I'm just telling you, I would rather watch this Pats team than the Brady Pats team the last year he was there, like hands down, because it's just more interesting. It's just more interesting. There's more weapons. Nelly got in the end zone. Uh, I like the running back, and the defense is going to be a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Jalen and Carson, 
I'll be quick. I'm not going to talk about Carson that much because I don't think he was the problem today, but I think he could have been better. And I think more than anything, the Colts could have been a lot better. They just didn't, they were a little bit underwhelming for Un, me. Unprepared even. And maybe because they had a, a weird August. Yeah. And maybe wait until week two to judge him. But it exactly. just, it didn't look like the well-willed machine. That I don't want to overreact. We've, we've come to know from those guys. Yeah, I don't want to overreact. I think they're feeling the way out a little bit. Uh, I do think there was one thing that kind of stuck in my craw a little bit was watching earlier in the game and they've got this nice drive to start the game out and they're ready to punch it in for six. And instead, on I believe fourth and two, they decide, you know, Frank Reich, who's an aggressive cat, decides we're going to take the points. Now, I don't like that. I don't like that because you're playing an offense like Seattle who proved to look very good, okay? New offense, look good. It stalled a little bit late. But they looked very efficient, very good. But what else is new? Early in the season last year, they looked like they were going to win the Super Bowl. You know, the only thing that they didn't have was a defense, and now they, they seem to have some more rushers. You know, developed the kid out of USC's in his fourth year. You know, you don't see a lot of teams developing talent. The guy with the Charles Haley neck brace, kid had a sack or two. I mean, I really like him. You know, they had some other guys who showed up for them, rushing the edge. Um, so I'm excited. You add that to Dunlap, this is going to be a good football team. Lock it, track in the ball. God, he is, he's a wizard when it comes to that. And what makes them great is when he unloaded on that 69-yard touchdown pass, I didn't even have to panic that it was going to go the right place. Because when he has an opportunity to figuratively, you know, choke the life out of you, you know, step on your throat, figuratively speaking, he does it. That ball falls right where it's supposed to fall. Look at all the aggressive teams today. Broncos went for it on fourth down uh, on their first drive. I think they went for it on fourth and one on the four. Saints went for it twice on fourth. Cleveland two times. You know, they also went for two right off the bat. Since he went for it, like late, because they didn't want to do that tie bullshit again. Since he was right there last year against the Eagles, if you remember that game. Mm -hmm. You know, teams have to be aggressive, especially when you're playing a Seattle team. I do think they'll be better. And I think the, the Seahawks might be better than we thought they were, but it's week one. We talked about it on Friday. Indy with a bit of a rough start. Home Rams next. Rams currently in a one-score ball oh, game yeah. on Sunday night as we speak oh, yeah. right now. As we speak. Uh, and then at Titans looking a little easier. At oh, Dolphins. We don't at know, Ravens. though. See, that's we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. But Indy, we said that's the most volatile first month. It, it could look pretty, could look ugly, and, uh, and, he, and not here, a great start. And here's the, the compounding factor, and I, I paired these guys together like from a talking point standpoint because, of course, we're watching. It was surreal watching two TVs in the lab. You got Jalen on one TV and Carson on the other, and it's like, hey, these, these two camps have gone their separate ways. I mean, just a few years ago, we were a Super Bowl championship team, uh, and, and everybody's gone. Carson's gone, and Jalen's starting in, uh, in Philly and looked very good. I mean, he looked very good. He did exactly, and, and I want to say this. He looked better than I thought he was going to look. You know, like, when he heats up here, don't let me jump on the bandwagon and say I knew it all along, okay? I'm excited about what I saw, especially because I didn't know he had that in him right out of the gates. Now, grain of salt, it is Atlanta. Atlanta does have guys playing... Playoff bound. Well, I put them in the playoffs based on their offense. What the fuck was that? Yeah. It's like Arthur Stith down there. I'm watching and I'm saying to myself, like, I know the defense is bad, but beautiful touch on the, uh, on the ball to, uh, to Devontae Smith, friend of the program. 
you know, Jalen Rager had a tud. That's great. Arthur Siv. <laughs> One of them. The Jalen thing, he looked good. He had touch on the ball in that touchdown. I mean, the, the, the game plan was friendly for him. Like Sirianni, I thought, would like kind of come in, guns blazing, doing his thing. But I thought this was an agreeable game plan for Jalen and for Nick. And he tucked the ball and ran when he was supposed to. He, did, he, he, he didn't just bail out of pockets. Jordan Mailata got paid this week. Mm-hmm. Ooh, he got paid. He can buy a lot of Fosters with that. Four for 64. Good Lord, dude. 41 guaranteed. And the Eagles have a big stretch coming up with the Niners, the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the Bucks, the Panthers. Of course, we don't know what that means, but on paper, that looks tough. So the Colts and the Eagles could have similar records coming out of the first four to six weeks. And how is that going to affect the narrative in Indy and uh, in Philly, respectively? So interesting to keep your eye on that. Also, it was fun as a side note. It's a guy named Stephen Means. Who played in Philly for a long time. If you were a Philly fan, like you knew who he was, he would come in in the preseason and just dominate. If you were a Philly player, you dreaded practicing against him if you were an O lineman because he put that big helmet right in your chest. Very powerful, worked his ass off. When he got cut in Philly, I've never seen so many people look like, like they were going to cry. He's a great guy and he's a really good player. And uh, Atlanta is just the team for him to get like an opportunity. So he's finally like playing on Sunday rather than just you know, waiting in the wings in the practice squad. Guess who he played against this weekend? Lane Johnson, the very guy who fucking dreaded going against Stephen Means at that hot, humid-ass uh, NovaCare complex down there in South Philly, like every day, Stephen Means to the face. So really fun to see Stephen Means getting a lot of snaps and pretty surreal to see him playing the Eagles. Uh, he was like a preseason god. I remember one time we beat the Jets in the final seconds and he had like a strip sack to win the game as the clock expired and he got up and did his like hammer uh, celebration and there were fireworks. I'll never forget it, bro. Steven Means, a Philly legend. So yeah, Kyler, that's the only other quarterback I really want to talk about before we get to superlatives. I don't know where to put him in superlatives. I don't want to give him the game ball because I have another one in mind. I was flirting with just making up an award like that kind of signifies how thankful I am to be moving on to my next vocation because it's not fair that there are human beings like Kyler Murray out there. It's not, I was going to call it the OA award because that fucking guy from Penn State who's my size and runs a 4-3 and he's out there at Gunner on the punt team. Like why would I want to play, how did I play football with people like that? Kyler Murray made me feel that way today. Maybe we call it the OA award. O-W-E-H. Yeah, but not the O-A, like the show. Whatever happened to that show? The O-A. Remember You're thinking show? of the O-C. No. The O-A. Yeah, the O-A. Uh. Yeah, it was, a, it, was, it was about a girl who had like supernatural instincts and powers. I think that is the O-C. How much you want to bet? The O-C? There's a girl in there with supernatural powers? Wasn't that right? I don't think so, dude. Okay. This no, is my Chris, jurisdiction, Chris has I this think. one. The O-A is an American mystery drama TV series. Uh, Good series from what Netflix I remember. Netflix in 2016. Yep. I watched it and then I stopped watching it. But anyways, Kyler Murray, dude, fucking, I don't know how you rush this guy. I would hate, like hate to practice all week. They, they put like a wide receiver back there and a penny and just have him run backwards and run, run around in circles. They used to do this when we play mobile quarterbacks. And they put like, um, you know, one of those little practice squad wideouts back there. And his whole job was to make you mad and make your coach yell at you 
based on unrealistic rush lane expectations. I say that to say when you tell a guy to get contained, he can't run too high and he can't run too low. Do you know what I mean? Like the defensive ends, if you're too tight to your angle, a fast quarterback's going to bail out the back of the pocket. You can also be too high, and what happens there is a fast quarterback just steps up in that B and takes off, okay? You don't have, like, you don't have an answer for Kyler Murray in the rush. He will bail to 23 yards, 23 yards, and then run around you for 20. Tech Mobile. It's Tech Mobile, dude. In Tech Mobile, you know, you used to run back and forth. Is that way? I didn't know you could do that also. I thought it was just a thing I was doing. You run all the way back. I thought it was just a skill I had. Hail Murray. Yeah, well, this motherfucker does it in the real NFL in 2021. It's not like athletes are getting less athletic. They're getting more athletic, and he's doing something like nobody I've ever seen can do. I mean, Mike Vick could have done it, but Mike Vick didn't bail backwards as much. This kid is ridiculous. There was the play in the red zone. I don't know what you want a defensive lineman to do. Because I know coaches yell at players when they come off the field as if there was an answer. There's no answer. And then the ball off his back foot. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, is that it? Are there going to be quarterbacks like Kyler Murray all the time now? Or is it just one Kyler Murray? Uh, I'm good, dude. I'd stop short of saying one of one. Yeah, I'm happy to be where I am sitting here in this chair. Like, I, no thank you. No, 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 no thank you. Kyler Murray, I guess we'll call it the OA award. Round one, pick one. Remember when they had Rosen in the fold and it was like, nah, don't care. By the way, he is Rosen. Today, that, that as like of a, today. Like a Jesus joke? It's not a joke. He oh. he played in the game today, bro. Oh, we got a Rosen nice. sighting, dude. We got a Rosen sighting. We, hey, print those t-shirts. Nice. A troubled youth becomes embroiled in the lives of a close-knit group of people in the wealthy upper-class neighborhood of Newport Beach. That's the OC. That's right. That's not the (laughs) OC. Golly. Hey, we got a really exciting event coming up in Philly on October 3rd. I'll be hosting a Legends tailgate party that you don't want to miss. There'll be food, drinks, and music. LeGarrette Blunt is going to be there. Brent Selleck's going to be there. I'm going to be there. It's from 9 to noon on Sunday, October 3rd at the Navy Yard in Philadelphia. The best part is that all proceeds go to Philly Youth and towards ending water insecurity. Get tickets today at waterboys.org slash events. Steelers looking for their first lead. Waffelsberger. End zone. Corner. Adjustment. Deontay Johnson. Touchdown. Pittsburgh. Best and worst plane ride. How about that? How about it? Yeah, how about it, dude? You know what the best plane ride was? Me coming home to do this job Sunday night. Flying home from that, from Gotham City. All those people. Now I get to give out an award. Let's go best plane ride. I'll go Steelers. Short flight. Okay, hear me out. Short flight. It's nice out. Like, it is really nice out. It was a little hot down here today. But I think up there it was a little bit cooler. Um, so 1 p.m., short flight, probably 40 minutes, wheels up, wheels down. I bet you their equipment people took a bus so you didn't have to wait for the equipment to be loaded. Nate, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, facts, sure. facts. <laughs> like if you, have to, if you have to sit there like 
two hours on a plane after a loss. Like literally sometimes you'll get on the plane, it'll be two hours. And guys are looking around like, what is the holdup? Like we are our own airplane. Like we've chartered this motherfucker. We can't leave now. It's always the equipment. So the, the equipment beats them to Pittsburgh. They get home four o'clock. They're leaving. They get home. It's it's light out. They can go out drinking. And I feel like Pittsburgh can drink the fuck out of some beer. I feel like that's a beer drinking team. Only problem, the people who drink the most beer on that team should not be drinking any beer today. And that's the offensive line. So they need to go home and stay sober as fuck. But TJ Watt should go home and drink a bunch of beer. Like at like a beer garden outside. Because it's probably gorgeous in Pittsburgh. And they're 1-0. And like Pittsburgh created their own luck. You know, 20 unanswered points but a bunch of them were off turnovers. Uh, and, and I think they blocked a punt for a touchdown too, including two fourth downs that the Bills couldn't capitalize on. So I'm not gonna overact on this Bills thing. The only thing that to me is a little bit like, eh, is Josh Allen missing a lot today. You know, like last year, his accuracy was not a problem. And I hope this isn't some like, like hey, last year was the outlier. I, I hope that's not the case because late last year, there was a stretch where I was like, he might be the greatest quarterback of all time. Holy shit. I got the New Orleans Saints. Now, this is an unconventional plane ride because sources say it's Jacksonville to Dallas-Fort Worth, not back to New Orleans just yet because of Hurricane Ida. But the Saints, you, you think about week one, it's a home game, but it's not. Golly, we got Aaron Rodgers. This is going to be a yeah. – this is a tough start to a season. And it's 38-3, to three and it's Jameis, and it's five TDs, and it's like, all right. Yeah, dude. Well, uh, what it goes to show is how great Sean Payton is again. Like, how do you win with fucking Taysom Hill? No Drew Brees hangover. He's got the new hair. Oh, kid. He's got the new hair on top of the dome. He's got a skunk on top of his head. Like, good for him. No, no, listen, listen. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. And you know what's really good about him? I thought he was canceled. I heard he got canceled because he was criticized, so I heard he was canceled. But today I saw him on a commercial. I saw him on TV. I saw him. He was everywhere. He did the Erlacher. So you, you, you too can survive cancellation. The big scary boogeyman that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. <laughs> it doesn't exist. He's on TV. He's making a fuck ton of money. I went on a podcast a while back and somebody, you know, like somebody who's, who was, we were having a military discussion and they were like, uh, how do you feel about Drew Brees getting canceled? I was like, I, I must've missed that news. Confirmed today. Worst plane ride. Worst plane ride. Man, oh man, this has got to be a bad one, Jacksonville. Jacksonville's got to be a bad plane ride. Not the longest plane ride in the world, but like, I just want to know, does Urban Meyer and Shad Khan like share uh, a row? Is, does Shad Khan have his own plane? I assume he probably has his own plane. Um, I think it was just probably super awkward, especially in the wake of the Jason Locke and Fora um, article that alleges that Urban Meyer's got a little bit of a temper issue right now mm. in Jacksonville. And that doesn't surprise me at all. He's very frustrated, I'm sure. Like, the offense doesn't have any direction. It's not, like, it's not a secret. People have been like, what is the offense? Uh, you've got the number one pick. That's got to stress you out. It's, it's, it's an incredibly tantalizing thing to have uh, going for you. But at the same time, like, it's an incredible, like, if you fuck this up, this kid is... This kid isn't Zach Wilson. This kid is the guy that they've been calling Sunshine from Remember the Titans and the kid that is is one of the most transcendent quarterbacks we've seen in college football the past 10, 15, 20 years. So, like, there's a lot of pressure on Urban Meyer, and he doesn't love pressure. 
He doesn't love pressure. And I don't know what the, like the boiling point looks like, but it is early to lose to the Houston Texans in a fucking like boat race situation, dude. Like, what do you say on the plane if you had your little highlighter and you were a Jacksonville fan? Like, you highlight the games you could win. This is a you gotta have it. Like, what do you have for me, Urban? If you're Shot Khan, you're like, so. How do we beat the rest of the teams? Because this is the Houston Texans. I was told they're the worst team in football history. They're not. The St. Louis Rams from 2011 were. <laughs> Tarod, Mark Ingram, your boy Brandon Cooks might be a plucky bunch. I know. That's what I mean. Like low-key, kind of scrappy. Jags flying home to Jacksonville where the most points they scored a year ago was 27. I did not realize they lost so many games in a row. I remember there was one game that they tricked off boys. so bad against the Vikings last year. It was unbelievable. That was the day I had like food poisoning or something. But I do remember the exact game I had food poisoning because how I felt was what it looked like on TV. That like watching the Jacksonville Jaguars is food poisoning. Football food poisoning. Jameis walks into your home stadium and puts up 38 when you're on the road getting boat raced by the Houston Texans. Oh, yeah. Not a good look. That's no, a bad it's, a bad, it's a bad, it's a bad, it's bad. You may bring up a great point as far as like their travel. Now they got to go to Dallas and all that sort of stuff. Like Sean Payton is really smart and he knows how to, how to, how to get a team to bond. Like in a lot of times, like you can use these opportunities to bring guys closer. Like I can remember a lot of our West Coast trips where, hey, we were playing Seattle one week. And then LA the next week, I remember Super Bowl year, we went up to Seattle and then had to stay out west. And like guys were, you know, it, it's California, so guys are excited. But at the same time, you want to be home. These guys, I'm sure, want to be home. But you came out of it a lot closer. So I do think that if they can come out of this like 2-0, and 3-0 before they get home, this team is going to be even closer than they were before. He's got purse lips, that Sean Payton. Yeah, like, he looks like the like guy Kenny from Chesney. Inglorious Bastards. And the and the lady from Mama's Family. And Mama's Family Lady. What was her name again? Ah, can't come used up to know it. it so well. Hey, and Taylor, as you know, is a big Jags fan, vindictive Jags fan. After, after the Jags got fucking trounced, he was like, under his breath, he said to Reed, I hope the Broncos lose. <laughs> Taylor, tell us what happened in that game, because Lord knows we didn't watch it. Taylor's downstairs, but in the uh, in the Jags game, three interceptions for Trevor Lawrence. They didn't look too good. You can say that again. <laughs> say it one more time. <laughs> yeah, not they, good. But not good. Hat the trick. other quarterbacks to have three interceptions in their debuts: Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck. So he's got that going for him. Another bad one. The Vikings are flying home from Cincinnati. The jungle. At 0-1. And it's another one of those, okay, well, we got to be able to count on some Ws. And you thought maybe Joe Burrow first game back from the injury. A very young team. We kind of know who we are in Minnesota. I feel like there's going to be Zimmer fatigue if this goes 0-3, 0-4, which it very well could. And also Kirk Cousins fatigue. It's like, if you're on that roster... Not for me. It's like, well... Uh, sink the boat, man. Sink the boat. Sink the Viking ship. I took the under on the win total, so I was glued to the TV hoping that... that uh, we... I think it's a no-doubter for you. Thank you. Yeah. No, the biggest thing for me with Cincy uh, is that I, if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan, like you legitimately have a reason to be excited. Imagine, you know, 
football Jesus landing, you know, in your city by some act of God, you've got Joe Burrow uh, falling into your lap. Like this is one of the surest bets. If Trevor Lawrence is a sure bet, what was Joe Burrow? Like the kid just has it all and he's the hometown kid. And if you look at that division, because all windows close, like Cleveland eventually will have to pay everybody and it'll burn down. Like it'll, it, it'll, they'll have this window. They're going to be, and they won't be quite as good. The Steelers offensively, like new era starting soon. And the Ravens, you never know. There could be a reset coming there at some point in the next few years. Like, I don't know. The Bengals are going to be good at the right time in that division. Think about when their success is going to really sync up. And after all that happened, they had to watch Joe Burrow's leg explode for no reason throwing the ball like 50 times a game. I mean, I, I'll never forget where I was. I felt terrible for him. I was where I am every Sunday watching in the, in the, in the, in the lab. But I felt terrible for him. And if you're a Bengals fan, you overcame the most Bengals thing in the world. And he's back out there looking good, throwing the ball 27 times a day, not 40. Not 40. Still getting sacked five times. Good news, bad news situation. Good news, they're throwing the ball less. Bad news, he's still getting fucking tattooed. But at least he's getting tattooed maybe a little bit less. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, oh, Tyler Boyd. That's good. Jamar Chase. All is well. Your guy. They put the, the stripes on the ball, maybe. The pick. The pick you, uh, the draft pick you yeah, hated the most. I know. I hated him the most. And James Coe quelled uh, my concerns. Okay, viewing party. Okay. I'd have liked to watch that uh, Denver Broncos thrashing of the New York Giants with John Elway. Yeah. Because he's picking dudes. Reed probably has a list. He's picking dudes like Paxton Lynch to come be the savior. Yeah. And it's Teddy, man. It's Teddy Two Gloves. He was uh, extremely efficient. Uh, sometimes you don't need to, to draft the six seven guy with the cannon who... Sprays it all over the field. Oh, yeah. It has, has grammatical errors on his tattoos. Oh, yeah. What the, was that one again? I believe it was live life to it is fullest. Oh, had me in the first half there. I thought it was like love is love. Love is love. Yeah. Um, I, this is, this is uh, more so a, a feel good for Teddy. 28 of 36 for 264 and two. He does lose Judy for a few weeks, but Noah Fant, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick. They're going to be okay. Melvin Gordon out there looking like it's three yeah. years ago. They're going to be okay, dude. Um, Reed's going to have a good year. Yeah, decent year. The New York Giants are a semi-professional football team, though. So, But they don't sure too do high. fight a lot in, in camp. Coaches, too. Yeah. Coaches yeah. are 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 well-conditioned. <laughs> Coaches, basically, it's a street fighter situation. Yeah, John Elway, I think the only noise he could probably make that sum it all up would be like, huh. <laughs> yeah. I, my viewing party for me was, uh, it's the CBS set, okay? Bill Cower recently inducted in the Hall of Fame. So what's he do the first week? Of course, he's got to show his, his co-workers, as is tradition, my mustard jacket, my gold jacket. Like, I want to see it. I want everybody to see it, and for good reason. He should be very proud. You wear that shit on TV. Well, guess who was sitting to the left of him? Our friend Nate Burleson, who's doing a great job in the media right now, so don't take this as any shade, but Nate, what are you doing? 
You, you, you of all the jackets you have at your disposal, you're on like Good Morning America, Good, Good Morning Football. Like, how many fucking news networks are you on? And you do this CBS show. You have a million jackets, and you brought a mustard jacket to work today. You Amazing. Brought, you brought a mustard jacket to work, Nate. You're one of the most talented, smart people in the world of sports. And you don't have two jackets. I know how this goes. I've been to my dad's work. They got a bunch of jackets back there. Bill Cower, I, I, I wanted to see his face when Nate Burleson rolled up on set with a matching gold jacket. Sitting right next to you. I mean, how deep does that rack go at Fox? Because maybe they didn't have it. Maybe, maybe, they, they, maybe they don't have the, the Fox rack at CBS. Maybe they didn't have the four. I thought it was amazing. Long. I thought it was amazing. I, I, I could not believe. It's like the, the ultimate, what the fuck are you wearing, man? Like, really? Today? With that's the smile, with Bill Cower trying to look like he's not pissed off at Nate Burleson. I think that's probably how it went. And to be fair, I didn't say the name Brock Osweiler, but it's Brock Osweiler with the uh, grammatically yeah, Brock, yeah, Brock. incorrect tattoo. Brock, Brock, nice guy, good dude. Montana guy. I think he does spend a little time in Montana. Why do I think that? <laughs> Just bad grammar. Yeah. Maybe well, maybe it was the, the artist. Just throwing <laughs> the apostrophe in there. Fly on the wall. Uh, well, listen, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in that Dan Campbell halftime situation. Yeah. Just, yep. I, I don't have an angle here. I don't know what he said. I don't know what he should have said. But they were down big. They were down 28. They showed some some grit. They did bite some kneecaps. They're down 21 points at the half. I think they're down 28 points at some point in the game. And they actually find a way to battle back and uh, and damn near win the or tie the game. They were a, a, a touchdown and a two-point conversion away from, from going to overtime at 41 apiece with the San Francisco 49ers who people think are like a Super Bowl contender, right? I'm not saying it means anything, but at least they're trying. I mean, if I would imagine what a Dan Campbell team looks like, it wasn't a team that was scoring a fuck ton of points in a in a two-minute drill situation in the second half. I mean, I guess anybody can do that. Um, but covering Campbell is what I'm going to call him this year because mm -hmm. I think he's going to be a backdoor cover SOB and I am all for it. I think I'm gonna I need a reason to bet the Lions to root for the Lions and now that I've seen that he can cover the back door I'm there. I'm in Dan Campbell. What'd you say at the half? New York Giants Joe Judge. I'm a broken record, but would you say at any point? <laughs> I, I mean what what are we saying before the season? What are we saying at halftime? What are we saying after the game because this looks bleak it doesn't look like there's improvement and okay fine It's just year two and you like you like the special teams guy, you like the guy himself, but it, it just seems like an uphill climb with 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 DJ at quarterback. I I um I mean we're talking about guys like Kyler Murray, talking about guys like Joe Burrow and Mac Jones. Yeah. Daniel Jones. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, he's he's uh, fumbled fifty times. Yeah, somebody gave us some insane stat today about how many times he's coughed the ball up. And threw nine picks against the University of Virginia in three games. Well while you, I do. you saw it coming a mile away. Yes. <laughs> Such a joke. Anybody but him. Um, I don't mean he's a joke. I just saying that, that you're a UVA fan and you saw it firsthand and you saw him yeah. walk that green mile up to to the Meadowlands. And Saquon doesn't look like Saquon. I just, I don't know what you say to be like, hey, that Denver team's a... The vibes are not good, and here's the problem. Like, when you're a hard-ass coach, and I'm, I know Joe Judge is, and I like Joe Judge. We both said it. We like the guy. I think he does some good things. 
But like when things aren't working and you're pushing hard ass stuff, like it is hard to keep a team, especially early in the season. And like this team has some major implosion capabilities. For sure. Like if this team goes, who do they have next? If they go like the football Owen, team on Thursday, they're going to lose that game. They're very I don't might. care who's, I don't know who's going to be under center, but they're going to lose that football game. Um, and if they start like 0 and 3, 0 and 4, this could get ugly and you could be tracking. If you're 0 and 3, it's, it is bad news because it's Broncos, football team, and Falcons. And, and he, if you can't beat any of those. And here's the problem for you. It. If they're 0 and 3 after that stretch and you know they're going to be staring down this first pick or second pick or third pick, and here we are. I don't want to overreact, but here we are slotting them in the top five. What do you do? New general manager, yeah. all due respect. Yeah. And then trenches, baby. It's always trenches. Who's scoring the points? Oh, worry about the points five years from now. Okay. When Kaivon Thibodeau, Thibodeau. There you go. Is, 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 Sign him up. Is getting paid. Is, like, is 25 years old. Yeah. I just don't know where they go from here. So Frank Gore Memorial Award uh, is going to be, uh, you know, again, to remind you guys, it's the person who who's... I don't know why we changed this to Frank Gore last year. It should just be the St. Louis Rams Memorial Award to commemorate. Well, we tried to honor Frank Gore. Yeah, well, because he was doing that. Yeah, he was doing it. It was bullshit. Didn't he play for the Jets? He played for the Jets and he had a big old game against some oh, he should, yeah. wild team at 1 o'clock. Yeah, he fucking balled out at like noon and nobody was watching and he's a Hall of Famer and he's playing for the Jets. Like Big old game for the love of the game. He's playing for the love of the game. You know who else is playing for the love of the game today? The Houston Texans. So they're going to get my uh, Frank Gore, St. Louis Rams Memorial Award. Uh, I, this is a team that, and we talked about it earlier, when you're on a bad team and you got nothing to lose, like you've hit rock bottom before the season even starts. Like this is the most sloppy negative offseason in history. If this team gets a couple good vibes going... Fuck around and win four games this year. They can mm. fuck around and win four games this year. A lot of people had them at like one, two games, maybe three or four games, maybe five games. You never know. They're playing for the love of the game. You? Cordero Patterson. He, uh, he's, he screwed around and turned 30 years old on us. First round pick out of Tennessee in 2013. Been a few stops for Cordero. yeah. Screws around once more, leads the uh, old Falcons, Mike Davis, leads the Falcons in rushing today in a 32-6 to loss. Cowboy Reed will tell you this. I realized about his third carry that, at the very least, I'm going to feel dumb if he, if he gets the rock a lot this year out of the backfield because he was on my fantasy team, one of my fantasy teams, one and of the I four. released four? him to work uh-huh. the waiver wire like this week. Oh, yeah, look at you. Yeah, you know, I worked the waiver wire, and then I don't set my lineup, but... I had the guy who's going to get a lot of the the fucking carries in Atlanta, and he looks like pretty good running the football. I wouldn't want to play Cordero Patterson. He's going to hit that fucking B gap hard, dude. And like he's he's a tall guy. I think he runs tall, but I think like arm tackles don't do it with this yeah, guy. Not a guy you want to tackle. You played with him, right? You played against him. Yeah. And he probably looks like a big blur going by you i don't think he has much shake looks like a, in looks, in the box but looks like a smaller dn or like a tight end running down on all the special teams and then getting the ball on fly sweeps and and stuff where when you're out there for a corner or a smaller guy i know for a fact that's not the guy you want to tackle no it's not and and in the box you don't want to tackle him either because he's just he gets the top speed so fast 
That was fucking cool to see him play running back. More 80s number running backs, please. 6'2", 220, wears 84, 7 for 54. Mike Davis did get 15 carries, but was not as effective as as our guy Cordero. We don't want to wear Cordero out early in the season, so we got to load manage him. Hollow Man, the Kevin Bacon Award here. Who wants to disappear? Well, I I got one guy. You want to take a take a wild fucking guess? Aaron Razzers, dude. I I I actually, um, I've never felt bad for somebody who I shouldn't feel bad for before. Has he married Shailene Woodley? Or are we still engaged? I think they're engaged. We're still engaged. I think they're okay. engaged. All right, and. I just can't. I can't imagine that there's been a, a rougher day for him in his career. Like, with everything that happened and the buildup and the whole like, we knew one thing. Like, hey, and this is early. I said this before. Them losing thirty-eight to three doesn't mean anything. You win the Super Bowl and lose thirty-eight to three. You can fucking win the Super Bowl and lose thirty-eight to three to the Saints late in the season, like in November. So there's time to fix it. But I just don't think, and I've never thought they were that good a football team. Like, I don't think they're that good a football team. I still think they win the NFC North, but I don't think they're that good. I think they're that good. You think they're that good? Yeah. See, I'm going to flip it on everybody next yeah. week. They're the line. Who, I don't care who it is. Oh, I don't care I'm what the number is. I'm going to bet them next yes. week, but I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. No. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. Well, they're, no, they're not with Aaron Jones at five carries. Aaron Rodgers looked real bad today. And coming off an all season where he cried. He's mad. Where he, he hates cried Rogers, the entire offseason, but he got every single thing he wanted. He got every he got single Randall thing. Cobb. They gave him <laughs> well, Randall Cobb. If Randall Cobb's the every is the everything he wanted. They give him Randall I mean, Cobb. You One target. You can't get Randall Cobb and turn around and lose thirty eight to three, is all I'm saying. One target. And and that's what I'm saying. All this stuff for that to happen, for that Bro, showing. It's, it's the worst. For that showing. It's the worst. And I think the stat was I he threw three interceptions, and he threw five last year, and he threw three interceptions tonight. He, played, he hit. He threw two interceptions in, in three plays. Like, <laughs> he, I mean, he was just – and granted, he got hit on the first uh, pick, and the second one was kind of like, fuck it. But they had the ball like ten plays the first half. They could not get anything going. I think this is an, uh, an aberration a bit, right? But I – it doesn't take away the sting. Like, I stood up. Everybody in the room stood up when Jordan Love came in the game. We were like, oh, my God. And then, you know, that had to be painful for him to sit on the sideline because he knows, like, he's a fucking competitor. He also knows he made a big deal this offseason. Hey, 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 Rogers, love is love. Oh, you're poking the bear. Hey, I, I, got, I got to say, I really did feel bad for him, and you're- I probably shouldn't. Your parlay is going to hit. Rams are up by 20. Let's go. Congratulations. Thank you. We'll talk about that in a moment. Aaron Rodgers is probably my hollow man. He didn't even put his helmet on, which is pretty ballsy. He stood there with his face, like, you know, facing the cameras. Hair. Hair. Another question. Are mullets out, dude? Kicker. Is that a mullet? Yeah, he's got like a little bit of a mullet. He's got flow. At the very least, he's got cabbage. Yeah. He's got lettuce. Like, he's got a little bit of a waterfall. Is mullet Aaron Rodgers not effective? It's not the same. Is it the mullet with him? He's like reverse Samson. Not a good day for mullets. The punter for the Browns forgot how to catch the ball and then forgot to punt the ball. Jamie Gillen. Jamie Gillen. His mullet was weighing his brain down. 
That was bad. Do I need to cut my mullet? He had one punt for 52 yards aside from the uh, tackle on the other punt. And the Baker pick and the Chubb fumble. They should have won that game. Yeah, they should have won that game. Should have, would have, could have, though. Hollow Man, I'll I'll stick in the same uh, T-I-A-A, whatever the hell it is, stadium. Taysom Hill, who probably not not too long ago thought he had a good shot at QB1. Knock, knock, who's there? Jameis, Jameis who? Jameis Winston. Oh, there's no joke. All right? Jameis Winston is there. 14 to 21, 48, five TDs. Oh, he, uh, he, he was so hyped. I, 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 everybody likes Jameis. Who doesn't like Jameis? Jameis. Yeah, Jameis is the guy. Can you taste the W? I mean, he's going to be eating a lot of W's down there. But there's a lot of other good food besides W's to eat down there. It's New Orleans, the Big Easy. Taysom, uh, one completion on one attempt for three yards. He ran the ball twice for one yard. What a fucking flip that is to go from... Hey, I get to sit next to Drew Brees, look attentive, smile, nod a lot, like, look like, yeah, I'm learning, I'm learning, to sitting next to Jameis and just being like, fuck this guy, dude. You know what the worst thing for him is? Jameis is, seems to be a good guy, a good teammate. He picked up Ryan Ramchek's mouthpiece after the game when they're walking off the field, and he, he ran it over to him. I'm like, dude, this guy is just, he's too good to be true right now. And here's the craziest part. Jameis is crushing these post-game interviews, like, he charisma out the ass, man. Like he's gonna take Drew Brees' job. He's gonna walk off the field and take Drew Brees' new job. Hey, I want to change something. I know I said Trevor Lawrence about the marketing. Oh, I think change. now you think it's Jameis. I, I think it's Jameis. And the first thing he should get Publix. No, LASIK. LASIK. Yeah, but then Publix. He's always had the charisma, but he just he hasn't had the eyesight. Yeah, that's all. I don't think he should do Publix because I think they. I think that whole situation was a setup, and you think he was set up by Big Crab? No, I think that Publix, the people in there, let him take crabs willingly. And oh. the one time that maybe someone seen it on camera that wasn't supposed to he said got, something. They backed the so they and they didn't and they didn't stand behind him. They probably could have erased the cameras, did all that. But it's Publix, it's not privates. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> And they put him out in the public. <laughs> oh, my God. I love Javis Winston, man. Hard not to like. I've told you a story about the time he pushed me, bro. Like, we were <laughs> – it was a two-minute drill. It was like the, pushed him. It was the last game. And, yeah, it was the last game in San, er, in St. Louis. We had those neon yellows on. They had those neon reds on. It was a ketchup and mustard color rush, dumb and dumber fucking dog van scene situation. <laughs> And I'm running down the field right next to to Jameis Winston, and I'm frustrated because at this point, to be honest, I'm recovering from a little bit of a broken leg, and I know I'm getting released in the next few weeks. I'm living in a hotel in St. Louis. Anyways, I'm running down the field next to Jameis, and I damn near fall over like I got tripped, but somebody just shoved me, and this is like the play is over. We're running to the next play. I get up, and Jameis Winston's looking back at me with the, the most shit-eating grin of all time. I couldn't even be mad at him. <laughs> I'm like, you're a scumbag. Charisma. In the funniest way possible, you're a fucking childish scumbag. Like, but it's impossible not to like you, though, somehow. Okay, knock, knock. Yeah, who's there? Jameis. Jameis who? Jameis Winston went and got LASIK, and then he beat the Packers by 35. Mm. Now, it'd be better if his last name was, like, squinted in, <laughs> but I had to go Winston. <laughs> that was a wince. Winced and went oh, and got yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Got it, got it, got it, got yeah. it. 
Nate says I squint like Jameis a lot. Yeah, you do. I don't. Yeah, maybe I don't see well. Maybe you need LASIK. Yeah, maybe you I do. do. You do. But a popular thing on Twitter was that today Aaron Rodgers looked like the old Jameis, and Jameis looked like the old Aaron Rodgers. I don't think Jameis looked like the old Aaron Rodgers. Facts is the only thing I'm saying. All I'm saying is I'm very happy for Jameis. Numbers but wise, as, as I expected. Yes, numbers wise, as I expected, they're gonna make things manageable for him, and it's not that manageable. he can't. But bro. hold on, bro. Hold on. What what do you what's your beef? I, I yo, he's really good. I know he's really good, and that was gonna be my next statement. Which don't, that but he don't does, say manageable. I feel like I feel like when you say that, you're kinda under undermining his talent. A little just a little bit. No, I'm not. He was a he was a number one overall pick. No yeah. one's doubting his talent, bro. His the problem is he's throwing the ball to the other fucking team for the majority of his career. So manageable for Jameis is the outcome where he's not throwing the ball to the other team. I got you. And you know, he didn't, with, do that, he didn't do that today. With LASIK, they like slice your eye and then like pull up some flaps yep. to get to the cornea. Mm -hmm. So the point is, Sean Payton's going to make it manageable for him that he doesn't have to take these stupid shots downfield. I don't care what quarterback you are. If you take 20 shots downfield, the ball is going to end up in the other team's hands a little bit. Not three, four times a game like Jameis, and I'm sorry to, to undermine his talent here. Um, but I think you do have to work the underneath stuff. I, I think you have to work the middle of the field. And it's not like they have anybody um, that can take the top off the defense, save for some guys that you might not have heard of unless you play fantasy football. Or Jawan Johnson, who caught two fucking touchdowns this week. Everybody's rushing to the, oh, this is going to happen every week. He did throw a, a, a beautiful ball up high where only Jawan Johnson could get it in the red zone. <laughs> And I thought that was a really good sign for him to make those throws in the red zone. So I'm excited for Jameis. My game ball this week, drum roll, goes to Nick Sirianni. Okay. Head football coach. Head football coach of the Eagles. I have heard things about this guy in Philly that are flattering to him. I mean, like players who I respect saying, oh, I like this guy. The question is, we'll see what happens when, you know, the figuratively the bullets fly, right? Um, but we like him. He's got a little swagger. He's got a little, like, he's got a little juice. He's got energy. Guys respect him. You know, like the first day players know if they're going to like a head coach, Yep. you know, and then from there on, it's like, can you execute? Cause we might, I've had coaches I liked, but they couldn't get us wins. I still like them, but it, they just couldn't put the pieces together. He's got the personal part of it. Can he do the football part of it? I mean, it's just the Falcons. It's just the team that I picked to go to the wild card round. <laughs> but it's a win, and they looked very good offensively. And the craziest part about it is that I don't want to get too too far out over our skis here. Let's not forget he was nervous during his press conference, so that could come back to bite him week two, three, four. What I'm saying is that you're all fucking idiots. Every time there's a press conference... Every time there's a there's a new coach that you don't like, you shit on the guy. And I from everything I hear, Nick Sirianni is a really good dude. So you're just shitting on a good dude who, who surprise is a competent football coach. And I'm not saying that he's a fucking Super Bowl head football coach. I'm not saying that he's going to coach in Philly for 10 years. But what I am saying is it rubbed me a little bit wrong when everybody was like, look at his shaky voice at the press conference. Look at the Like, you're... You're all sitting on a computer all day. Like, you don't even talk to real people. This guy's standing in front of a room full of grown men in and a women. city that, 
No, grown men. He's in a locker room. Oh, I thought we were at the press conference. No, I'm talking about trying to win a team over. Like he's sitting in there in front of a room of grown men trying to get them to buy what he's doing. And then guess what you got to do? And this is how it goes your first day. You talk to the team, then you go talk to the fucking the the press. And guess who men the, and women. Guess yeah. who the press is in Philly? The toughest press room outside of New York in the United States when it comes to football, in my opinion. I mean, name some more, I mean, Chicago maybe. So the guy got a little nervous. And you guys wrote him off. You, you wrote him off because he was nervous. And I, I'm, I'm just really excited that he got a big win today. And in fact, I went to tweet about it and I had a slam dunk tweet and I had a typo and I called him Sirianje. Uh. So from now on, I'm not calling him Sirianni. I'm just calling him Sirianje. I just let the, left the tweet up there, let it ride. Um, game ball to Nick Sirianni. Fuck the press conference. Now they could go one in 16. So I don't want to overreact. But I can say this, at the very least, he's liked by his players. He's earned their respect. He will continue to earn their respect. And if he can win football games, he'll earn the respect of that city. And that's a tough city to earn respect in. So congrats to him. Winning One cures everything. Yeah, winning cure, cures everything. I won't belabor it. I'll hand out a game ball to Jalen Hurts, his quarterback. Oh, Philly, Philly. Threw for 264, ran for 62. Very impressive. Atlanta was a trendy pick there late in the week. Tennessee was kind of the lock that smelled a little fishy. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Atlanta was uh, Atlanta was another one that uh, no Atlanta felt right. Atlanta did feel right. So credit to the Eagles and credit to that quarterback. Jalen looked great. Spread it around too. And I want to finish with this nightcap. Nightcap is a new award where uh, I use this segment as an excuse to try new whiskey or tequila or gin. Or a beer I haven't tried before. We're, me and Fax are going to toast a, a lineman of the week, a rusher of the week, an offensive lineman of the week uh, every Sunday night. And we're going to take a, a swig of... Yeah, I, I want the redemption bourbon. Where did we get this? Wookie? It might have been Wookiee. Wookiee got us the Angel's Envy. It's not going to be much of a drum roll. There's not going to be much suspense. There's only one guy who, who could get the, uh, get the Nightcap Award. Uh, the first annual nightcap award and that's Chandler Jones man I remember two years ago I was on Twitter arguing which is something I don't like doing anymore I was arguing though with a blue check his name's TJ Lang he's a very very good football player that I used to play against all the time TJ's colorful guy fun but he was just loud and wrong he was loud and wrong about Chandler Jones I said Chandler Jones is like a top 10 rusher um he disagreed uh, and then went on to to put about like 20 buckets in the win column that year. So I was like, yeah, yeah, TJ Lang, what the fuck do you know? Would you block him? Did you block guys like that your whole career or something? I just, I know great pass rushers when I see them. And uh, Chandler Jones is a Hall of Famer in my book, and I'm not being a prisoner of the moment. You asked me this. You know, uh, a year ago, I tell you he's got a shot at it. If he can come back from this injury uh, and look like the old Chandler Jones, he's got another 50 or 60 sacks in him, dude. I'm just telling you, the guy is an artist. So I'm going to watch the video of his five sacks right now, and, and I'll be back in 30 seconds because I really wanted to make sure these were all earned before I kind of called it a Derek Thomas-esque performance because Derek Thomas... Has the uh, has the record with seven sacks, okay. I believe it is, and he was sitting with five in the third quarter. 
Mm. Like I can remember uh, Antoine Odom, I believe, having five sacks one game. I remember O.C. Uminyora having four or five sacks. Uminyora. 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 Uminyora having. Uminyora. Uminyora. You should. You know what you should do? <laughs> you should. You should retire from podcasting. Although I'd be very sad and become like the thing on Google that tells you how to pronounce things. That'd be cool. Yeah. I remember uh, OC had five or so against Winston Justice, I believe, the USC tackle. It was in Philly. Uh, I'll never forget where I was for that game. This is, this is impressive, right off an injury like this. So I just found this out as I was watching Chandler Jones's um, magnificent day here. Pops had five sacks. My dad had five. It is so hard. Three is like the, like, wow, insane day people would love to have a day like that but four is just otherworldly and then five is like history books like you'll always remember if you pay attention to rushers when somebody had five other than obviously i don't remember my dad having five um but dominant dominant for him coming off of, and a lot of times when you have five sacks or three sacks or four sacks a lot of them might have been freebies, you know, like you would see at the end of the uh, of a Sunday, like, damn, that dude had three on the bus a lot, Nate. You know, we would pass back the sheet to see around the league, like the stats guy would say, oh, this guy had like a lot. And then you go look at the sacks and there'd be a couple boots, a couple freebies. Chandler Jones' first sack in this game was on a boot. So when you're a force player like him, depending on the on the call, your job is to run to the upfield shoulder. You know, uh, now if you're a defensive end in certain defenses, you're supposed to close down the line, and then when the quarterback boots out, you're supposed to read him and then redirect, which is really hard. Just do your job, though. Yeah, he did his job, but then more, which you know, which means he forced a fumble, mm-hmm. uh, which ends up in in points for them. And I was saying this just a second ago. I probably missed that play. Like I was a real good rusher. I I wasn't like. You know, like a lot of times, I've said this, like I wasn't a great tackler, like a lot of times I would miss making a big play, at times. Especially if I didn't earn it. It was like I missed my freebies. He doesn't miss his freebies, bro. In fact, he got the ball out. Um, so yeah, it's a freebie, but that's an athletic play. There's no rush involved. Second rush, play action pass, snatching um, um, Taylor Lewan down, who I said this last week, I don't know what he's gonna be like this year. You know, he's 30 years old now, he's coming off an ACL. He's a really good all-around player. He was never like a, a a dancer out there. You know what I mean? And you're coming off that. I don't know how he's going to look now, but snatch down, second sack, third one. Uh, Chandler Jones comes with it, and Chandler Jones is so long, and he does such a good job of not breaking stride as he as he goes into his like edge rush, his option rushes. That third sack, that tag dip, he goes and tags his inside number, just tags his inside number to stop Taylor Lewan's feet for a, a millisecond and then just accelerates around him. Because, uh, by the way, he can also bend down to the ground and dip. The fourth one, oh, Dennis Kelly gets some too. Power, inside, great timing. And then the fifth one's a game. So you have two kind of gimmies. And Saffold didn't sort the game. But taking you under the hood of five sacks, three of them are extremely proficient rushes. To, to have five, you got to have a couple freebies. Unbelievable afternoon for him, especially coming off an injury. What's a game and what's sorting? A game? So oftentimes, like, 
you know, you'll run an ET, which is basically end first, tackle second. So, like, if I'm a defensive end, I'm going to come it's in there. Two, it's it's, it's a two-man two, game. It's when two linemen are working in unison to try to confuse offensive the, the two, offen- two or three offensive linemen that are in front of them. Now, a lot of times, like, to differentiate, like, a, a game versus a stunt. Mm-hmm. Like, a stunt would be like a run stunt. A game mm-hmm. is like a pass game deal. And then I don't know what it would vary depending on you know a team you're on what you would call like a four man game. Mm-hmm. You know a lot of times you'd have the end and the tackle on say the right side crash down and then the the tackle in the loop opposite a, a gap loop around. around and there's all sorts of contingencies in the run game who's bouncing up and in, in the pass game and that sort of thing. The two man game in this case was like an ET I believe it was and uh, Chandler Jones comes inside. There's no other way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the fucking Titans are pregnant. So Chandler Jones penetrates the B gap and knocks into Roger Saffold. Well, Saffold didn't sort the game well enough. A lot of times, like it depends on what you're doing. You you'll switch sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll 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 pass man you'll pass it off. A lot of times, a lot of times you'll stick on it and man it up. They couldn't sort the game. He ends up with the sack. Game game sacks are not like highly skilled sacks. You know, I, a lot of times you kind of fall into them. Yeah. You still, you still got to make the play. You still have to and make, that's the, you and still that's have the to make the play. Like as much as you say that, there's a lot of people, when you watch them run games, they run them very well, but yeah. it never hits home. Like because you miss a tackle or you're a little bit off. So you still have to make the play. Well, absolutely. All I'm saying is you don't have to – winning a game is not winning a rush unless the end – hey, E.T. can look sexy for an end. If you, Because I used to love an E.T. because then you're like, oh, I can actually win this rush. Like I don't want to just – when I got older, I got smarter, and I was like, yeah, sure, Fletch, you can just hit the B gap as fast as you can, and I'll loop around untouched and get the glory. I want to win the rush, right? Mm-hmm. But games can be a tremendous way to get a freebie. My man had five sacks, and three of them were highly, highly impressive rushes, especially for a guy coming off an injury like his. So cheers to Chandler Jones. It looks like you already took your shot of, uh, what the fuck is this again, Reed? Redemption. Redemption. Hey, you know what? This is a redemption arc for Chandler Jones. Shot of redemption here. Cheers, Chandler Jones. Cheers to Chandler. Hall of Fame 2034. 97 sacks in his career past Warren Sapp today, 96 and a half. Oh, that's pretty good. Damn, that's smooth. Good Lord, that's some good bourbon. Oh, my God. Redemption bur- bourbon. Um, where do they brew this shit? Probably Kentucky. Gambling fantasy, and let's get out of here. Make, talk to me about your fantasy team real quick. Okay, it's bad. Okay. I, I alluded to it earlier, but the Gus Bus is hurt. Jerry Judy's now hurt. Raheem Mostert's hurt. Zeke, whoo boy. I've never been so happy as, as, as when Zeke fell to seven in our little draft. And I don't, I don't know how many times he's uh, scoring seven this year. You know what I'm saying, fellas? It's a touchdown. Count the, uh, the point after touchdown. On the record, when you picked him, I was like, bad idea. Dude, 
okay, he's not going to ever look as bad as he did this no, season. No, 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 no. As no. he did against the Bucks. It's week one, dude. Yeah, it's, it's a really it's tough. good defense, and they just said, fuck it, we're not going to run the A lot of snaps for Tony Pollard, a lot of things outside. But no, it's uh, it's no good. We'll we'll start the houses. We'll start their um, defense of the championship 0-1, uh, even though we have Lamar going uh, tomorrow night just to get warm, just get ready for week two. We're going to... We're going to throw Lamar good, out there good, tomorrow good, night. Good, yeah, good. yeah, you're tonight. Yeah. Uh, but no, none of it was good. Highest scoring player, whew, A.J. Brown, and he didn't even have that good of a game. Tennessee hey, scored 13 points. Prayers up. Prayers yeah. up to, to the houses. Appreciate that. What why What is the name the houses about? Sure. Uh, thank you for the question. Be it's happy to answer TV it. TV show thing that I don't watch? No, 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 no. So uh, I'm in real estate. Oh, got it. And uh, typically uh, I represent buyers and sellers of of Did, homes didn't think about that yeah so yeah. i'm the houses okay yep. <laughs> that's all that is that's all it is oh god <laughs> you thought there's something deeper huh? well you know with my team the unquestionables um oh here, so here. we're gonna talk about every single one of your teams no no no, the just, no 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 here's the deal i just wanted to say one thing i'm a <laughs> okay. liberty cuckolds in your league but i'm the unquestionables in my league with my in-laws because i love my in-laws um anyways quez watkins went for like Three for 15 yards, like first quarter, dude. <laughs> and then? And then he decided to let other people eat. Okay. But all I'm saying is I'm saying. Three for 23. You saw that. Yeah. You saw that. On three targets. He and, went 100%. And listen, he's a glue guy, so I don't even need to start him. He should get a bonus. He just, he just, he's a locker room glue guy. So big, big ups to Quez Watkins, uh, although he pump faked me a little bit. Debo Samuel, I left him on the bench. Gambling is going well. Can can I tell you my bets this week? You're gonna be like, holy shit! You can, Chris the the Greek. Facts. I gave out Steelers, cha ching. Browns, cha ching. I gave out Saints, cha ching. All of this on Friday, but I was in the great state of North Carolina, so I wasn't allowed to mm. to place any uh, any wagers. I, I I still haven't done that. So yet. I have a confession for I'm gonna attempt to follow your lead. For anyone who follows me online, because I proceeded to post my bet ticket. Half of it. And <laughs> lucky for me, I put po- I posted the better half of the parlay ticket, but unfortunately, I only got seven out of the nine games. He which- just fires on these giant parlays for like no money. And he's like, hey, man, listen, I could win $32,000 today. <laughs> so today I missed out on winning $37,000 off of $5. Out. Missed out. And um, the only games I had wrong were I picked the Jets to win, and I did it to myself. I picked the Lions to win. You know but- something about the Giants, too? <laughs> But yeah, that was a different too. that that was okay. a different one. But for the but, for but the nine for the nine parlay, I would one. love to be able to check that out, facts. But I'm uh, I'm blocked on on Twitter.com from your account. <laughs> so I'll just keep crossing my fingers that one day that comes through and I can see your next wager. Uh, I don't want you to follow my wagers though, because if I win, I want to win by myself. Yeah, that's true. Okay, that you, might, you might steal his parlays. That makes a lot of sense. We should we should start facts. We should start sharing a facts parlay of the week because okay. because like chances are one's going to hit eventually. Eventually, and and, and we could probably buy actually, a new car. You guys want to know? You want to know a good a good future? I have what? I have the Houston Texans winning everything for five dollars. Oh, that's to good. cash out on twenty five hundred. That's good. And listen to me. 
That's like the lighting. way things are going right yeah, now. Yeah. I think if Aaron Rodgers keep playing bad, yeah. the Houston Texans might be able to work something out because they don't want Watson, mm-hmm. and they can. Is that his name? Yeah, Deshaun yeah, Watson. Yeah. So they don't want him, and they want and they they want six picks that they're not going to get six plus picks that doesn't they're not matter, gonna dude. Get. The Tyrod Taylor so era maybe, has begun, dude. Tyrod. So maybe Rodgers will be in Houston and. We'll get Deshaun Watson in in Green Bay. Houston Texans are the only uh, Houston, the Houston Texans. Texans. The Texans is an arcade game. They're the only uh, undefeated team in the AFC South. Damn. 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 Also, all damn, of the after dang. tonight's game, all of the NFC North teams are defeated, and all of the NFC West teams are undefeated. That's yeah, right. I, I noticed because uh, my my some units just hit me in the face on the uh, Rams win by twenty tonight. Rams win by twenty. They, I, they throw Justin Fields out there on the first drive and then only give him two more snaps. That'll be that'll be fun. In well, Chicago. that's the thing is the red zone thing. It's the red zone thing. It's the hey, our young quarterback is probably better than our starter. Maybe We're gonna should, use him in the red zone. Maybe you should get to the red zone more often with with the young quarterback. Hey, facts. Who'd you start in fantasy? You started uh, Jameis, I reckon. You- no, I unfortunately, I did not. And I had Aaron Rodgers, and he mm. got me a solid 1.32 points. Damn. Okay, can I tell you something? I, at, this rate, at this rate, I might quit this job. Like, fucking just quit it. I mean, like, Stanford City, 59%. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's on cool. Friday? Do, do the fucking math. Yeah, well, do the math here. First half Tampa Bay Buccaneers money line, cha-ching. Virginia minus 10, cha-ching. Virginia and Colorado teaser, cha-ching. Iowa State, Arkansas plus 7, cha-ching. App State plus 8.5, cha-ching. Straight bet, drunk, 2 a.m. Cardinals over 24.5, hedge that. Hedge my my Tennessee Titans fool-hearted fucking money line bet, cha-ching. Buffalo Bills, San Francisco 49ers, Carolina Panthers, parlay three teams. Fuck you, Josh Allen. Never thought I'd say that. Tennessee Titans, I already said that. Houston Texans plus three, cha-ching. Download the win bet wherever you have your phone app. Miami Dolphins, drunk, under. Dolphins, Patriots, drunk, under, 2 a.m. Good time to bet the board, 2 a.m. on a Saturday. Just just whatever you're doing at 2 a.m., just bet the board. Forgot I made the bet, made it again in the morning. You ever do that? You ever get a little blackout and make a bet? Can't say I have. And then in the morning, you make the same bet. Well, make sure you're on the right side. That's what I did. That's- Dolphins, Patriots, under, easy money. I'm not done. Hitched a wagon to Cowboy Reed's team. Denver Broncos, minus three, cha-ching. And then the four-team parlay that broke Las Vegas' is back. I did it, Vegas. I fucked you. Cleveland, Denver, Miami Dolphins doing Patriots under. How many ways can I bet that? And then the Los Angeles Rams. Bro, that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes, I'm going to count it. Eight, nine, ten, eleven wins. One, two, three losses. Yeah, that's do, do the math. Mighty impressive. Good news, bad news situation though, because our, goes up, our come down. well, our presenting sponsor, you've now bankrupted with all of these W's. Yeah, but see, what we're gonna try to do is I'm gonna take money and then deposit it back in in the way of content. Like we're gonna give them quality content that they can parlay into more money. 
Plus, I got enough money, dude. Because you have more money. I got a lot of money right now, right here in this phone. And you're going to trans translate that into content. More parlays. I'm going to have some more parlays for you. Yeah, we got to get more facts, parlays, and facts. Can't wait to check it out on Twitter, facts. Facts. I got you. <laughs> Jesus. You can log into my account. Okay. Hey, facts. Another thing he did when he woke up from that nap, the 4 p.m. nap, yeah. uh, was alert me that the, the wind was trying to buy back his bet. Ooh, yeah. Earlier, I, I had them scared. I just found out about this whole buyback once you bet. If your if your parlay is doing is doing well, you have a few wins. They get scared and then they offer you a little bit more money than you already bet for you to get out, so you don't get the final the final full total. And I'm sure you took that offer. No, I probably should have. I probably <laughs> no, should have. There's no probably about it. <laughs> I, the parlay didn't hit. The facts parlay didn't hit. Next time the wind tries to buy you out, just take their money. I didn't for know sure. that was a thing. I mean, I wasn't real. Yeah, what a great well app on that yeah right a little insurance w-y-n-n b-e-t that's right hey wednesday i got like i just want to talk to you guys about wednesdays real quick facts will be in for some of it making will be off wednesday um all this fall wednesday's kind of a facts day friday's kind of a me and making day sunday night's a team a team uh gathering wednesday's going to be a lot of non-football guests too which i think is really cool um we're gonna have some really fun folks um to talk to this uh, for you to listen to uh on wednesdays this year in fact i just banked one interview that you're gonna hear in a couple weeks that i won't say who it was i won't say what the subject matter was but i think it's the best interview we've had all year uh, like i'm not bullshitting you i was enthralled i mean i i can't wait to to air that interview so um this Wednesday is no different. Can I tease who it is? It's on the books. We got Ken Burns coming on. <laughs> Ken Burns is like one of my favorite guys. I, I talked to him about the country music documentary he did. So good. It was so good. I didn't want it to end. Um, and so was the conversation. So we're going to have him back. He's got the Muhammad Ali documentary coming out soon. So he'll, he'll be here on, uh, on Wednesday and you'll hear him. And then Friday we'll be back making an eye in studio. So this is the formula. It's back in the, it's back in the swing of things. We, we got a lot of guests. We got a log jam of people that want to come on our show, but tonight we just wanted to, to make it a, a, a home team affair. Football's back, Jack. Faith, family, family football, football, drugs, somewhere in there. Sounds like an SEC football program. <laughs> oh, real quick, real quick. Monday night, what do you want to see Monday night? Oh, I need rugs that have at least 30 points so I can win um, in fantasy this week. And what's your fantasy team's name again? CTE Radio. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that? No, but I mean, like, here's the thing. If somebody ever got mad about us saying CTE, like, we're the people who can make that joke. Nobody else can. No, yeah, like, so what? Yeah. 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 If you don't have Tau Protein... You can't talk. One thing I am looking forward to when it comes to your tonight's game, Monday Night Football, which is going to feel so good, it's going to feel so good, is I want to hear the crowd. I want to feel the crowd, man. Like people people coming from far and wide, maybe some Oaklanders, maybe some drunk people on vacation, maybe some business people. What does that sound like? It's not going to sound like the black hole, but can it be exciting? Can it be, can it feel like Raider football? I, I love the stadium, objectively. I want to see it full. So I'm really looking forward to that atmosphere, man. Man. This guy. This guy, man. 
One time I got caught imitating John Gruden. Did I ever tell you that? Yeah, you did. By John Gruden? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was at practice, and I do. I used to do a really good John Gruden impersonation. I can't do it anymore. Uh, and guys were pressuring me to do it, and he was right behind me. And then I went in the production meeting, and he grilled the fuck out of me like I was a quarterback. It was all in good fun. He likes me. Okay. Yeah. We're sure about that? Oh, positive. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Maybe Las Vegas Raider Chris Long? Because this is the last year that I think is possible. the pirate ship has sailed on okay. that one. All right. Y'all take care. Love is love. 50%. <laughs>